Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Cold-blooded. Cold game. Cold, it's cold outside. Cold outside. Too cold. Yes, sir. Yeah, I like it. It ain't that cold. I, I got on shorts. You fool. Better man than I am. Yeah, you fool Nebraska. A wise man once said, all the heroes got, are dead, though. Right? I did say that. <laughs> but there's no, I said there's no, no win. Right. And I'm getting in my car, out of my car. Did Walker. you back in? Did Fair you back in? Fair Come enough. on, bro. Oh, yeah. I did not back in. Okay, then because it's slanted true. spots. Yeah, because you ain't true in Nebraska. Then you you still got you still got your oh yeah regular card, man. But that was a good first segment, man. To dive into a little Russell Wilson, um, you know, moving forward. Yesterday, I will say that uh, um, Eric Bieniemy had his first uh, uh, press conference. You know, I will say this, and then we're gonna move on to a little uh, other NFL news too. We're just gonna go through like a, a rapid here off of the thing, but. Um, you know, for for the thing that where people said he didn't interview good, and you see his president, he interviews good. Who's that? Uh, Eric Bieniemy. I I listened to yeah, bits yeah, and I, pieces I listened of to it. the whole thing. Yeah, because I was like, oh, let me see. Oh, he interviews well. So you know, we so we, they, so now now don't this don't say it anymore. Don't say yeah, it. Yeah, but you know, like he said, he had ten good years, and he's had a new opportunity. He's got to worry about, it. and he and he took the high road, which is showing leadership that he didn't really get into the Lashawn McCoy. So. You know, you wish him the the best. You know, and um, like I said, I think it's a big it, it's a it's it's a calculated risk because I think they got talent. It's a big risk because of the um, potential sale of the team. Uh, Jeff uh, Bezos' names uh, came back up because he was up in you know into it before, and then kind of backed off. Now I think Daniel Snyder and his group. I think more or less technically his wife because she has controlling uh, the controlling percentage of it has reached out to the comp- same, um, I guess, service that, you know, got the sun sold and stuff like that. So uh, who knows? So, you know, when you get, take over a new organization, it can go two ways. And the one thing that I was thinking about that could be kind of sneaky since we were talking about quarterbacks in the court in, in the crossover, and as petty as Daniel Snyder is, right, and how egotistical he is, and if he knows he's going to sell the team, Imagine this. There's always competition between D.C. and Baltimore mm-hmm. on the field and off the field. Mm-hmm. And it's two distinct – you know, I'm from there, so it's two different places. But to really, really shove that – you know where – wait, if you really want to stick the, the stake in the heart to them Baltimore Ravens. Go get Jam- Lamar Jackson. Trade for Lamar Jackson. Sign him to whatever you – know, 250 – I don't know what it is. Just say – Two hundred million. Two hundred. Just say two hundred and fifty million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So you're taking him there and give away three three first round draft choices. Got him there and then sell the team. If you and then he's going to get billions of dollars. So if you really want to shoot the the people of Washington and the NFL the bird, not only do you get paid, I'm screwing over my rival besides the biggest rival besides the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and then also I'm out of here too. And and you're dealing with this big old contract. I I, could, I wouldn't put it past him. Oh no, no, I he, wouldn't put it past. He's contemplating that right now. See, I thought I think that Atlanta might be a big player. They need a quarterback. Mike Vick, number two, X Y, you know, kind of down there. Mike Vick can go down there and mentor him, and, mm-hmm. and they got good pieces around him. And they already have showed you they will do some RPO type of uh, creative stuff. You got Cordell Patterson who came in the league as a first round receiver, end up being an All Pro returner. 
Now he's playing running back and still all-pro returner. So that lets you know they're willing to be creative. Mm-hmm. And they uh, drafted uh, Ritter from Cincinnati, who is more of a pocket passer but has RPO capabilities. There you go. But Daniel Snyder, <laughs> look, I always say this, Kenny. There's always one signing, trade, firing that happens in the NFL that you never would think of. Commander. That don't even sound right. It, it don't sound right, but it will. Commander Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. Uh, all I'd I'm rather saying, see him in Atlanta all than I, I would all I'm saying in Washington. Is this. All I'm saying, Although all I'm saying, the is, enemy could probably. That's what I'm saying. If 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 Ron Rivera say, "Look, man, I, hey, I want you to be here. We're gonna get a quarterback that you used to seeing something," and he put a list, and Lamar's on there. Oh yeah, they gonna go, they gonna go get like him. if it's Lamar or somebody. Yeah, oh, he's like, yeah, we can do this. So I think that I mean I don't know. We'll see what happens, but. I just think it was on her. I just think something's coming out of Washington. Daniel Snyder's trying to he's gonna have his last little hurrah. He's gonna do something, man. He's a he you know what he is? I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones. He's that dude that when that lady died in, in the in the Lannister went to go he had to go like, Hey, look, you know, you my aunt, but I gotta kill you. He's and she was like, Hey, look, make sure you tell your sister I'm the one that poisoned her son and then drank the poison. Well, I can't say I saw that movie. It was a series. It's probably one of the best Game of, of Thrones. All time. I, yeah. I, no, no. You should have. You no. got plenty. It's cold out. You need to. Well, anyways, I'm just saying that's <laughs> Daniel Snyder, just to get you that last little, that you know when you write the w- Wikipedia on his like tenure at Washington, mm-hmm. that's that last two or three, <laughs> two or three sentences, letting you know I just really just got over on the league and right, he, he, he gonna get Roger Goodell. He gonna mess up everybody's salary cap. He's gonna mess up mess up the uh, the you know the Washington franchise. And right the, and the Ravens and the Ravens, and he gonna get paid and probably get away with all the other stuff he did. Well, he's gotten away with that already. Right. Does it make more sense for Dan Snyder to sign Lamar Jackson or for Jeff Bezos to do kind of like what Ishbia did with the Suns, make that big splash? I think it makes sense for both of them. I, I may, it makes sense for Daniel Snyder to feed his, I guess, ego or mm-hmm. whatever, in his pettiness. If it's if it's an option, and it makes it. Whoever the new ownership is, whether it's Bezos or the one guy they had before uh, that looked at it, um, or that's still supposed to be, you know, in play, it'd be great for him. Why? I mean, look, you, you your first thing you do, you take over a team. You you they with the league's help, they've revamped their, you know, their, their you know inside their department, their football department, with the GMs and all this other stuff. And then you come up with a franchise quarterback that's in his prime. That's the best thing you could do versus drafting a rookie and it's like oh this is the same old washington franchise from heath Schuler to all these other dudes but i'm gonna tell you this though guess who does eric stokes work there mm-hmm. yeah you know ben and me talked about stokes he said yeah stokes he said he was talking about he's talking about he said ron rivera he said the gm and sent somebody else then he said yeah stokes too i thought i'd let you know that man maybe you can call him maybe he call you back now we're gonna move <laughs> yeah that's right that's right to Kenny. i'll just say it you know what i'm saying Dang, you want me to call brother back? We here, man. We used to walk around on jockstraps together. Look, man, you got text messages. You know what I mean? But anyways, the next thing, the domino effect, Kenny, is Matt Nagy, again, is going into the OC role, offensive coordinator role with the Chiefs. With that being said, I think the Chiefs are going to win back-to-back Super Bowls. I, I just agree. think they're 
I just think the rest of the league is out there playing tiddlywinks, and Andy Reid is just just he playing real football. Because I, I think also the Eagles won't be as good next year, so I think the Chiefs are going to win another Super Bowl. I'm asking you this: What percentage, in your opinion, guesstimation, will Matt Nagy get another head coaching job based off of that when he? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Quick. Quick. Yeah, it may be one year. He may be one. That's what I'm saying. He may be they one. They win the done. Super Bowl or make a big. Even run. if they go to the playoffs, right? Well, that, well, he'll get it even before because he'll be able to interview. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he, yeah, he, he's 100 percent a head coach next year. What do you think, Austin? He's going to. He shouldn't. He was bad in Chicago. Bad. Duh. He said, "What a duh." <laughs> so if I'm the Chiefs, I would have much rather had Mike Kafka stick around than go out and get Matt, Matt Nagy again. But will he be the? Play caller or will? Man, that, well, that's going to let you know. Well, first of all, I think Andy Reid called us, you know, probably 60% of the play. Eric Benny, I mean, he's talking into the microphone, so I don't know who he's talking to when they only have like 30 seconds to talk. So he talking to he's Pat, talking to, to Patrick, to Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. So he called the play. So I'm assuming Nagy's going to just fit right into that role. I guess we'll find out. I mean, he's going to do something. I mean, look, Brad Childers got it. Brad Childers did. I, here's what I do know. When Brad Childers got the Minnesota Vikings job, mm-hmm. he was the OC at Philly with Andy Reid. Yep. He did not call one play when he got the job. Well, they we, had articles in there, but he was offensive coordinator. Well. Chili. But you know who Chili, you know where Chili got cut his teeth at? University of Wisconsin. With uh, Who was the defensive coordinator with Callahan? Oh, uh, Lime, um, Cosgrove. Cosgrove, yeah. That's his boy. Children's is? They always up there. They got a nice little like nice little coaching tree up there. They were all at Wisconsin together? Yeah. They Under Alvarez? Nice, yeah, they got a nice little coaching tree. Coaching tree. Wow. But Barry Alvarez though, you know I had to we we me and Barry Alvarez mended our fences at the Big Ten Media Day though. Last year? This year. That meaning Yeah. Yeah. I had to tell him about himself, man. Did you really tell him or did you Oh, oh he knew. He knew. Oh, he knew what's up. He knew because every time I talk everything he he knew. What's up? Because I said, come here, man. He came over. We got him on. And so the story is, is that, uh, so my dad had one rule. My son ain't coming there for a visit unless it's the scholar. I mean, because you got options. And that was when Wisconsin, I think, made their first Rose Bowl. They had um, Moss, their running back. They had a running back from my area named Carl McCullough. And then they had a, they had in Fletcher. They're, you know what I mean? Um, Ter- Terrell Fletcher. They had three running backs. Um Jason Suttle, who I grew up playing basketball with, was a starting corner. And so they called up, and, you know, this right, it's close, you know. And uh, I was like, he ain't coming there. You know, so you, and they were like, cool, yeah, we got we got scholarships. So we get there, you know. I leave on a I – leave, I leave after a basketball game or something. You know, we had a basketball game Thursday, leave Friday. Get there, go kick it, you know, or whatever, and take you – you know, they do the whole thing or whatever. And, and – uh, uh, then we go to Saturday and uh, hang out, and then you go to his house. And he had a, he had a nice pad, but then he had us all there, and then he you know have you go back to his office one on one. And then they had another guy named uh, I think Donald Hayes, a wide receiver from Philly or something, big tall brother. And uh, they were stacked at running back, and I'd only I had only played like one or one one or two games on defense and uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, yeah, I'll play receiver or defense. You know, I'm looking at these guys. I'm thinking Carl McCullough. I just played against him. I know he got three years. And I'm sure you got some other dudes on the cupboard. So I ain't going to be able to tote the rock. I mean, I know I could play running back, but I'm thinking 
to be able to play. He was like, yeah, man, we, ain't, we can't offer you a scholarship right now. Then he might have said something to walk on or something like that. But again, my dad said always keep a dollar's worth of change in your in your in your thing. So I always kept a dollar worth of change. So I think we went there and you know your boy was hot. It's fish green. <laughs> I was hot. Yo, I told the dude take me back to the little dorms or whatever, call my dad. I left. Really? I left to visit early. And then they called like that Monday and, and then my dad gave that gave gave them the business. He, you know how when people be cussing in the phone, they be having it back here? Back way, yeah. back away from their mouth. And then he was doing all this. <laughs> that was pop. Oh, he was going to give them the work and then just hung up the phone. I don't even think they was on the end, the end of it, but he just got everything out of <laughs> He may have been talking yeah. to the. Yeah, then Barry Alvarez came over and then we joked about it and said, yeah, I made a mistake, man. I think uh, Lorenzo Brinkley's brother was on that on that team. Probably. He probably offered gave He was him a, a cornerback. Probably gave him a scholarship. Man, your boy was hot, though, man. Oh, fish grease. So what made you switch to defense when, when you got here? Well, they had Lauren, I watched Lawrence Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I watched him against Florida State. I was like, man, this brother from California. I was like, First of all, let me just say, there's one thing I knew I could do. I knew I could tote the pill mm-hmm. with anybody. Now, mm-hmm. that was never a question. But then I looked at Lawrence Phillips. And I was like, yeah, man, that's that, that's about three years away from me. You, you know, because I'm like, this man, he got some size. Because I'm, I'm looking like, yeah, he got speed. He physical. He got everything. And I was like, he just a freshman? Like, yeah. But then I was like, yeah, they got Clinton, Damon, and all them. Armand wasn't here yet. He Armand wasn't here wasn't yet. Here. But see, Marvin Sims, my boy from Minnesota, was here. And he just transferred out. So I was like, all right. You know, they, he's like, they stacked their running back. And he was cold. And so I was like, okay, cool. Coach Oliver, over Coach Brown tried to give me play wing negative mm-hmm. ghost rider. <laughs> so then I go to DB. First of all, I, I could run and hit. But I played two games. That's how I got my scholarship was they was there up there to watch Lane Kiffin and them. And I was knocking cats out. And then next thing you know, Coach Osborne and Dan Young calling me. They wasn't there to see me. They was there to get Lane. And, you know, because Lane's dad used to coach here and all that. And they had, we had a tight, end, or the tight end that we played against named Dave Watson who was a uh, – end up going to the Gophers. He ended up played a couple years in the league. That's what he was after. So I I knocked him out, knocked another dude out, had two or three picks, and then uh, got into George Darlington. George Darlington told me I wasn't good enough to play uh, safety, right? Straight up. Because he had Warfield and uh, Trey Creighton and Tavy, right? So Tavy, you know, coming out of Texas, he thought he, you know, they, they thought they invented football down there. And he, he had to play as a freshman. So I told, you know, I called, told I'm gonna tell you, I told Coach D kiss my kiss my natural, you know what? And then Coach Steele, we didn't have a linebacker. He was like, man, come over here, man. At least you know, let's see if you like this linebacker thing. The rest is history. It's the best thing Coach D ever did. I'm gonna tell you another recruiting story. Marshall Falk. I know that. You they know that him, one? Yeah, asking to play DB. Cause same with Jamal Lewis tried to get him to play uh, Will linebacker, man. We, you know what? We're gonna get into that at the top of the <laughs> top of the hour. We gotta go to a short break. We're gonna get after this break. We're going to get just a little quick little snippets on the uh, big announcement at 1.30. Then at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about Marshall Falk. And guess what? We're going to talk about another running back, too, that, that was here that Nebraska could have had. Or actually two, um, at least from my knowledge. And you got one at the top of the hour. Old school, Kenny Wilhite, Jay Foreman. We'll be right back.